All right, Jared, you said you had us a topic. Let's go. Okay, well, um, well, you said you kind of wanted to introduce us by talking about our weeks. And last week, I finished the book Driven by Eternity by John Bevere. John what? John Bevere. I think that's how you Hold on, hold on. I wish we had a bell. Paul Ding! Jared read a bell? Driven by Eternity by John Bevere. So, and I see I bought it for a friend. And I was going to get it to him in like four days, so I decided, why not four days? I'm going to just knock this book out because I won't see it again. So, <laughs> so I did. I knocked it out. And uh, some good points. Got some good stuff. There's stuff I don't agree with. And one of the things that he brought up that I think is an interesting topic, and we can just bounce off this, good. is do you believe, do you guys believe, or what is your thoughts on visits to heaven and visits to hell? that people claim to have. Okay, so I've heard both spectrums, like books from both spectrums. Mm -hmm. It was a book, um, either 24 or 48 hours in hell. 23 hours. 23 hours. I've read that one. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. And then, of course, Heaven is for Real. Read that one. Ding! Ding! I don't have a ding on either one of those. Okay. (laughs) I haven't read the 23 minutes in hell one, um, so I can't really say anything about that one. but the heaven is for a real one um, made sense to me because the there was a portrait that a little girl painted. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the little the, painter. Yeah, little, the portrait yeah. she drew. She painted a portrait of Jesus that she saw in her dream, and then like a picture of heaven, like a, like a garden right. uh, there. And she said the colors were just real, and she she painted a picture of Jesus, and the boy from heaven is for real um, pointed that. That girl's painting out of, of Jesus's face, and I always thought that was really really neat. That one was interesting, but then, see, that's the part. That's the hard part I had with Heaven Is For Real. I read that book, uh-huh. and I listened to all the details, and some of them are like, "Man, how do you know that? How could he do that? That's amazing." Right. There's just things I think just don't feel right. It doesn't line up right. Okay. One is, well, the scripture says Jesus was made to be not very attractive. Mm-hmm. Not very attractive. Okay, and I'm just being honest here. That picture she painted, that was a like a model. That's a pretty eye. cheeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, the picture she painted of Jesus was like a model. I mean, it really was. I, I just don't know if well, did he change his appearance completely when he got to heaven. I mean, he's not supposed to be an attractive guy. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, he's going to have more glory now. He's going to be radiant. He's going right. to be, you know, um, just a whole different, you know, look about him. I think, but I don't know if it will change actually his facial features, but. See, and her name was like Akira, Akira Makov or something like that. She was like Russian yeah. or something. Um, yeah, I remember that a little bit. But so, and you can bounce off this. I, I get what you're saying there, and I thought that was amazing too. That's because the little boy saw the picture, and he was like, that's Jesus. That's, that's, that's him. Yeah. And it's like, well, that is interesting because they didn't even know each other. Like the girl was on the other side of the planet, and he right. was over here, and he saw that picture. He's like, oh, that's him. Yeah. And she claims to get visions and paint them. That was her thing. Um, I don't know what she's doing now. She was like, I think six or seven when she painted that at the time. Good so, grief. so, but I, I think we're 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 taking two different ends of the spectrum. Yes, visions. Well, I'm visit. Well, okay. Yeah, visions right, right. to dreams because visions are prophets. Because mm-hmm. prophets in the Bible had visions and 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 that's how they talked to God and things like that. Right. So if she had visions, I could see that. But on the the spectrum of dreams. Um, I'm, I'm so 
it ain't really dreams. Like I'm straight up talking about claimed visitations. People say they have been taken up to heaven and shown things, and people that have been taken down to hell and shown things. Right. Well, the the Bible says right here in Zechariah ten two, for the household God God's utter nonsense and the divine the diviners see lies. They tell false dreams and give empty constellations. Therefore, people wander like sheep. They are afflicted for lack of a shepherd. And then John, or 1 John 4.1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hmm. I know somebody that, that I can't say I was really close to them because they passed when I was young, like at the age of five or six. Uh-huh. They said that they had a vision that they they went to hell, mm-hmm. and uh, when they woke up, they were sweating and and all of this. Did you really have a visit to hell, or the the images you had of hell? Is that what popped up in your mind? And mm-hmm. You really just woke up in a sweat because it really bothered you that bad. That's so a good point so was it really a. a, a did you really visit during your dream, or was that just your mind your playing a trick on you? Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and I want to bring out, you know, to go along with that, the reason I am kind of against them. Like, I don't really believe them. When I hear one, I'm just really thinking about it and saying, okay, i got to really analyze this. Because here's why. i got three parts of Scripture that I can bring out and tell you why. One is the story of Lazarus and the... Uh, the man, it's, a, it's like a parable, it's not really a parable, it's actually a story in the Bible, in the New Testament, where that guy, um, Lazarus, gets taken to heaven while the other guy gets taken to hell. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember this one? Yes. Remember the story? And he's down there, and, he's, and he tells, he sees uh, Abraham in the chasm or something. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's That's like, okay. uh, please, just give me a, you know, just a sip of water. Just please. I am like so thirsty right now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he's like, no, Abraham's like, no, you can't. You can't cross this. This is this is the divide right here. I mean, you, we can't get to you. You can't get to us. And the guy says, oh, well, if anything, please, go tell my brothers, or let me go tell my brothers, or something like, let, go tell my brothers, and I wish I could, could get to the exact scripture. Can anybody look that up? Anyone want to look that up real quick? What we, uh, it's like the story of Lazarus in, he, in, in hell. I mean. I got you. Ahead, don't, get the, don't get the Lazarus story that, you know, where he was dead for four days. Right. Yeah. But anyway, while we're, he's, Glenn's looking, um, the guy's like, well, anyway, go tell my brothers that this place exists. Let me go tell. Like, let me, someone needs to go warn them that this place exists. It is a parable, by the way. Okay. Okay. I still think it was, I, th- I still believe it happened. Some people don't. I still believe it was actual, that was actual thing happening. But anyway, and... He said, go tell my brothers uh, about this place. And Abraham, or one of them, replies, if they don't listen to the scriptures, they're not going to come. Which, or so, like, If they don't listen to the scriptures, they're not going to listen to anything else. Which makes me believe that God doesn't want to use visits to hell or heaven. Because if Abraham told that guy, listen, you could come straight out of hell and go tell them about this place. They're still not going to believe you if they don't believe the scriptures. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so that kind of points to me. That kind of points to we don't need those stories. Those don't help anything. It's the real scriptures. It's the truth of Jesus that's going to make the difference. So these stories, although they sound cool and people are like, "Oh man, like this is hell's real and heaven's real," well, the scriptures tell us they're real. Yeah. 
I don't know if these other accounts are necessary to really change. Now, God could probably use them, yes, but it's hard for me to believe that if God didn't want the guy, uh, the guy to do it then, you know, does he want him to do it now? Mm-hmm. So, you yeah, can bounce off that. But also, our dream, all of our dreams don't come, I mean, they don't all come from God. Um, it does mention in the Bible that the devil can send you dreams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the devil could use things to play off and when you think about it, he could be doing things like that, plotting and things. Here's your parable. I'm not sure what line you're looking Jay, for. what are your thoughts? I like to listen to both sides on that one. That one's, that one's <laughs> one that I'm going to have to chew on for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Because that's something I haven't really, haven't really considered. And I would hate to get a straightforward opinion on something I haven't really thought about critically. I mean, I'm, I've never thought of asking, asking God to see what heaven looks like because... You've read about it. In, right. If you're a true believer, you you know what you're walking into. You're, you're walking into a place where you're going to see God. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think, for the longest time, it says you're not going to take your eyes off of Him. So, mm-hmm. I don't really know when we're going to get to see what it looks like. There's streets of gold, apparently, but mm-hmm. um, in, in a sea of a sea of crystal. I think so. Okay, so here's the exact... Um, the exact way, because I kind of butchered it. But here's the exact reading. And the last, the guy asked. The guy was a a rich man, and he gets sent to hell. And Lazarus was a beggar, and he gets sent to heaven. And the guy's like, um, "Get Lazarus. Tell him go to my father's house and warn my five brothers." Okay. Right. And and Abraham replied, um, "They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them." And the guy says, no, Father Abraham. He said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And Abraham replies, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. So to me, that's saying like, even if someone does go to hell and see it or goes to heaven and see it, they're not, that's not going to convince anybody. No. Right. And, no. and so... And I think, that, I think that might actually be different too. Um, um, whether it happening make other people believe one way or another or if it actually did happen. Because I think those are two different questions too. Does that make sense? You're saying the story itself right there? Like, um... You're saying if somebody really did have that happen... Yes, if I truly had this experience where I went to heaven and I came back and nobody believed me, um... Then that that kind of lines up with what you what the what the parable was talking about with nobody would you know, believe right. you if they don't believe in scripture. Yeah. Um, I read something pretty cool in my apologetics book that said um, truth doesn't have to be true if no one believes that it is. Truth is. Let, you know what? Let me let me pull it up just so I can just so I can not butcher it. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, uh, also go with. Uh, Another story I think kind of goes with this is Lazarus, the other Lazarus, was dead for four days. Okay, and a lot of people say that when they, the stories are coming from people that have near-death experiences and get to see glimpses of these things sometimes. But Lazarus was dead for four days and says nothing about it. <laughs> you know, you don't hear anything about that. He just kind of wakes up and goes about his business. And it's like, you know, where was he those four days where, like, he must have saw something, but yet God makes it a point to not even make that an issue. Like, it doesn't even bring it up. It's just, 
I've, I've heard of people saying they see a bright light. Maybe that's true, or maybe that's you just waking back up because normally in a hospital there's a bright light in front of you. I'm not <laughs> really sure, so I'm never going to doubt that. Um, but they never, they never say that, that they they claim I saw a bright light. That's all they say. They don't say I, I saw I saw the gates. Well, some people I, do though. I saw this. There are some people that say those full-on stories. Like I think if you get to that point, you're too far gone. And I think if you do, God's not going to give you that story to tell. Because, again, the artifacts we find are things that were here on earth. I don't think that he's ever going to give us anything that's not something. He wants us to be believers, and that's what he says. I don't think he's going to give us hard, actual truth until you die and you go. Makes it more of a faith thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, so, Andy, so you got that story to me. And then the third point I wanted to pull out was um, Paul says he gets a vision of heaven. Or he actually he says he gets taken up into the third heaven. I forgot what book that's in. It's in the New Testament, of course, because it's Paul. But he said, I was, I was taken up to the third heaven, and I saw things that couldn't be uttered. And that's all he says about it. He does not come back, and the rest of his the writings there do not come back and say, "Okay, Jesus looked like this. I saw some family. I saw Abraham and Moses up there kicking it." You know, I, you right. don't you don't hear him. He does not go into detail about what he saw. It's just like I saw things that couldn't be uttered, or something like that. And so it's like, well, if Paul went up there, I, I can believe Paul went up there <laughs> and saw some things. But he to him it was not important. It was not important to say. Oh, by the way, I saw this. There's the gates, and I saw Peter right there, and I saw, you know. Well, no, actually, that was dumb because Peter wasn't, you know. <laughs> Peter, Peter was alive. But you get what I'm saying. I just throw out names. But what I'm saying is, like, if Paul went up there and saw the vision, and yet he comes back and doesn't even elaborate really on it at all, then to me, I think it still translates today. Like, these people that have these stories of going to heaven and having these amazing things happen or going to hell and seeing these t- terrifying things, it's like, I mean, God could use it, but to me, that's what makes me question, is it authentic? See, the thing for me, C.S. Lewis, um, this is not C.S. Lewis's side. I'll get to that in a second. But I went to a First Assembly of God church in in a younger age, and they portrayed the devil uh, not as a demon, not as the little horny thing. but it was just a dude dressed in black. He looked scary. And then he, he would take you into the pit of hell. Okay. And the pit of hell was fiery and they'd have a furnace to portray. And right. So that's the way we're, we're thought to think. But then C.S. Lewis comes out with a book that says there's seven layers to hell. Is that the screw tape letters? Yeah. No, that's the letters about the, the demons. I think you're thinking of the... Um the Great Divorce, maybe. Or The Great oh, Divorce. That's the train. I like that the one. Great Divorce. He says there's layers into hell. Yeah, his, that was an interesting thing. So, yeah. like, when you sit here and you listen to all these people talk, how can you really gather what it really is? I mean, God tells you he throws him to a, excuse me, I'm sick, a fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't explain. He says there's going to be demons. You're going to be cast into an eternal life of hell. Lake of fire. A lake of fire. The worm doesn't die. 
but he he never Which says I don't know what they're saying and gnashing of teeth. Yeah, so I mean, I it, if I had to sit here and tell you what hell was to be, it's going to be misery for all eternity. I, I can't tell you what it's going to look like, feel like, except for heat. But I can't explain what it would look like. So I don't I don't really know. Like, cause I like C.S. Lewis, but I really don't know if there's layers to hell. Or if you just go and it's like on Hercules, the the Disney movie, oh, and then there's that lake and all the souls are in the lake, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on the Jake? No. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean that's the reason I brought that up is because in that book, the, the book's good. Driven by Eternity by John Bevere. If anybody wants to check it out, I think it's good because it gives you. Some good encouragement about stop when you when you really consider things, consider things for eternity. Mm-hmm. So don't f- focus so much on the temporal. Like you might temporarily be miserable, you might temporarily be battling, but always look at the eternal and say what the whatever what I do here is going to matter later. I mean, it's going to follow me everywhere I go. So the whole book's about building your building your house basically in heaven with the things that are going to be eternal. Focus on the things that are eternal, not temporary. And like I said, the book was good because it like opened my eyes and convicted me because it challenged me to really... Because a lot of time I'm focused on too much on what's temporal and I'm looking at the stuff down here thinking they're so important, but what really matters is what I lay do for Jesus and His glory and for other people. That's what's going to carry over. Right. <laughs> that's the stuff that matters. <laughs> so for that case, the book was good, but there were several instances where he talked about members of his church just explaining these amazing visitations to heaven and visitations to hell they've had. And to me, I'm always just sitting there saying, "Is this authentic?" And I don't, I don't know. You know, it's they come back with amazing stories, right. but. It just does it line up with scripture? We have to do everything. With, does it line up with scripture? Mm-hmm. That's testing the spirits. <laughs> does it line up with what Jesus says? Does it line up with what God says? So I wanted to throw that one out there because I didn't know how y'all felt about that. I know heaven is for real was like a phenomenon. Right, it sold millions of copies because this little There's boy. A, they even yeah. made a movie out of it. Made a movie. Yeah. And I didn't even watch the movie. Um, but I always read it, and I was amazed when I read it. But then when I really started thinking about it, I was like, this doesn't sound right. Like, <laughs> it just, you know. And then I always go back to these biblical stories where does God really want us to know all that right now? Does he, does he even need us to know that right now? It's just, it's actually more faith if we keep going where we can't, don't know and don't see, you know. So that was a topic that I thought was interesting. But I would suggest... Uh, Reading the book, I think the guy does scripture really, like he expounds on scripture really well. He breaks things down really well. And it's very enlightening. Um, but it's convicting. It's challenging. So if y'all want to bounce off another topic like that, I mean like focusing on eternity or something like that, y'all can go off so I can stop talking for a little bit. So were we all in agreement that we all feel the same about that topic? I think so. Is that what I was getting? Yeah, I think so. So we just, what our conclusion is that we kind of just, our conclusion is to question it and lie, see if it lines up with Scripture. Thanks. Yes. Think critically about it. Don't just take it at face value. And even though the stories are some seemingly amazing, like people are meeting people they never met in their life before and all this stuff. And if somebody tells you they met a beautiful angel, Scripture tells me they're pretty scary. So. <laughs> Their first words are, do not be afraid. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, <laughs> like, like, don't hear me today. 
seriously, you know, <laughs> they're warriors, man. soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> the hosts. Well, there's hosts. different types of angels. It's like a Spartan like, with like wings. <laughs> well, the seraphim had like six wings and like, yeah, that'd be kind of. <laughs> actually, looked up, a, tried to look up one of uh, one of the visions of the angels, and it was it was funky looking. <laughs> it was weird. So yeah, so I guess are we concluding this podcast? Yeah, we've we've done about thirty minutes on this podcast. Okay, I think we hit concluding thoughts. Want to end with concluding thoughts? Well, I want to end with thoughts of we had a podcast for you last week, Mm -hmm. and um, I feel like the devil's been fighting us. And I played that podcast for the two guys this morning or this afternoon. We sound like chipmunks. Horrendous. Couldn't fix it. It was wild. So we're hoping this one, when I press save, works out for you. It will. But. Pray for us that uh, we're able to continue to do this for you in God's will and uh, the, that Satan keeps his hand out of it. Jay, concluding thoughts? Have a good week. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right, and I guess I'll finish with uh, I do think it is very important for us to look at, look at things eternally. Be motivated by eternity because... John Bevere paints this picture basically of us going to heaven. And there is a verse, I think it's in 1 Corinthians, that says um, what you have done in this world basically will be burned up. And all, the, what will survive is the gold. And so you will suffer great loss. It says that we will suffer great loss in heaven if what we did here gets burned up. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty interesting thought because most of the time you see in your head and you think, oh, everything's good, it's just going to be fine, we're just, you know, chilling with Jesus and we all feel good, uh, feel good about everything but there's a point at some point and in 1 Corinthians I believe it's where it's at says that what you've done here will be brought forth everything you've done judged on thought action everything will be judged and what lasts will be will be what survives a fire and if everything you have up there doesn't survive a fire then you will suffer great loss while up there mm. yeah so um, it is important that we um, really keep our minds on the things that Jesus wants our minds on that he uh, that we're doing his work we're about his business and we're following him because everything outside of what Jesus wants will be burned up and we'll be judged on all these things anyway but the, the stuff that we do outside of the will of God will be burned up and they really mean nothing okay it's the stuff we do for Jesus uh, through Jesus and with Jesus that's going to last so I think that's a good takeaway, especially from that book. It's like a little bit of a summary. <laughs> Sweet. Jake, you pray us out? Sure. All right. Father, I thank you so much for allowing us to gather here and to, to talk about you and to dive further into your word and your doctrine. And I pray that we're all spiritually discernful, um, us, us speaking and absolutely our listeners. Um, that your Holy Spirit helps us to discern what's right and what's wrong and that we stray away from the wrong and we cling to what is good and what is true and what is holy and that is you, Father. I pray um, I pray your mighty protection over us throughout the upcoming week um, and all the battles and struggles that the devil is going to try to throw at us. I believe that you are with us each. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen.